0: this is The
1: Relevant Podcast. It's episode 1110 and this The Relevant Podcast here in Orlando. I'm your host, Cameron Strang, and joining me from Loverland, Virginia, it's Jesse Carey. Hello, hello. From Nashville, Tennessee, artist, producer, mogul, Derek Miner.
2: What up, though?
1: Just down the road, there our managing editor downtown Emily Brown. Hey, y'all, hey, and uh, Marty is on an airplane right now, so he's not going to be joining us on today's show, so
2: he can use the Wi-Fi
1: all right, <laughs> <laughs>
3: I don't think we want yeah, to hear what's that. What's
1: the excuse? I would. I want to see what people around
4: him would, you know, like if would he's you? just talking full volume on a podcast, you know, on an airplane, you know.
2: That actually would be pretty interesting. Like, do you want some pretzels? <laughs>
4: there's, a, there's enough, like, I feel like for a while there was like a lot of gimmick podcasts. I feel like that's tacked back a little, exactly. you know what I mean? But it's. What it's, do you mean? Like, it would be like, well, well like Smartless is, a, is an example of like gimmick podcasts. It's like... Three hosts and one of them brings a guest, but doesn't tell the other host who the guest is, so they have to prepare. Or it was like, (laughs) Pete Holmes, like back in the day, was like, you made it weird. And it was like, all right, tell me how so-and-so, you make it weird. You know what I mean? There was always some little Mm, mm, gimmick, mm. or it's like, you know, this is us in the back of a tour van, or whatever, right? Right. There was never an airplane pod, you know, where I feel like AirPod... That's a great name for a podcast, hmm. and it's people conducting it interviews is, to who they're sitting next to on an airplane. Why hasn't that happened?
1: It'd be a great way to fall asleep because of all the white noise that would be just baked into it. Right. You know? Exactly.
4: Well, what I'm saying what I'm saying is imagine a podcast where you where you take a cross-country flight, and you're like, all right, I'm going to interview for the entirety of the flight the person I randomly get assigned
1: next that to. That would be my AirPod. actual hell. AirPod. My literal hell you're sitting welcome. next to
2: that podcaster. <laughs> iHeartRadio, whoever, you're welcome. You're welcome. Golly. You just sit down in your be seat. That is the guy that's turning people in for the uh, carts, right? Yeah. Like, <laughs> the that, that that like,
0: the light on and like request, like I've got to be moved to a different
1: seat. You need to. Yeah, ma'am, do I'm something. sorry. This person with the microphone and headphones is, uh, I think they're plotting to interview me. I, I need to move.
4: <laughs> I yeah. am planning on an interview, but first I'm going to tell you about Barkbox. Barkbox, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen.
1: Use off code
4: AirPod1. Fifteen percent off. <laughs> anyway, so where are you headed today? Guess you're the same place I am. All right, <laughs> so so, yeah,
0: same, We're going to the same city. <laughs> obviously, why are you going there? That's what I always <laughs> want to know when I'm on planes. Is like because I'll take them a lot of times at night on weekend or on weeknights because I'm just cheap and that's when they're cheapest. Heck yeah, 5 And There's Let's a part go. of me you're that's heard. like, okay, I know why I'm <laughs> flying to Houston at eight p.m. on a Wednesday night. Why are you flying to Houston? At 8pm on a Wednesday night Like what's What's going on here That's I'll give you that For AirPod That's what I want to know
1: Well my sister Just had a miscarriage Uh, Cameron <laughs> Scratch, delete, <laughs> delete. <Dilly. laughs> <I'm just saying. laughs> it's like you can't. I, I don't want to know why you're traveling to like Houston on do. a
2: Wednesday. He picked the most extreme thing he could think. Yeah. That's what I was that's saying. Like, oh my like, oh
1: sorry. I was just looking for some friendly banter. Sorry. I, I won didn't... the lottery
4: and I'm going to collect my winnings. All right,
0: let's talk. Oh, yeah, I'm okay, just saying. Like, yeah. yeah. can I get yeah. 20 bucks? Because, yeah. yeah.
4: Most people, tra- to Emily, to your point, most people are traveling are traveling to do something interesting, whether that's pleasant or unpleasant. They're usually taking the time. Time to board a plane, mm-hmm. spend all this money because mm-hmm. they're doing something somewhat interesting. No mm-hmm. one just like,
1: like Marty. He's flying back from Nashville to LA right mm-hmm. now because if, he was just performing at the, the double ho- Awards and he had a showcase and he didn't win any awards and you know just the whole thing. <laughs> it would have been a great conversation. That's what, to what I'm saying. If to. you're the host yeah. of
4: AirPod, that's the kind of person you're AirPod. dying to get uh, seated fake. next to.
1: Yeah. This uh, is fake. This
4: is a great idea. I'm actually going to pitch this to an airline. It's,
1: you know, <laughs> to an airline <laughs> presented by Delta. Mm-hmm. Come fly Delta, where you will be hounded by somebody trying to talk to you for the entire Jesse, flight. Jesse, just
2: give me my 5%, bro. Just give me my 5%. <laughs> for what, Derek? You didn't do <laughs> I came up with the idea. He's part of it. He's part of it. Absolutely. Yeah. Wait, we need yeah. to run this I back. With,
0: I think Jesse came up with the. Run idea. Run
2: it back. I said he could do the podcast on the plane. On the plane. That's, that's what. That's you know. Right. Okay. And he that's said, yes. Yeah, Wait, yeah, you're right. You're Don't, right." Okay. You're Emily, this your... is how
1: this is how musicians do writing sessions. So like <laughs> you're there, you're all. It's like a big pot of stew. You're all uh, part uh, of it, and at the end of it, Derek will divvy up credit. Here's twelve percent to, to you, eight percent to you. Here's your five. So I
2: didn't build it out, so I just want my five, five for, right. uh, for originating the idea. I just well, want can five. Can I get five, I five for supporting line. it? Hey, but I, it, it's like that in the, in, in, in the <laughs> writing rooms a lot.
1: I've heard this about Derek, too, that Derek is very fair with the credit percentages and stuff. So it's like yeah. he his he am asking for five. He's doing Jesse a solid saying, I'll just take my five, even though uh, I was originating it. the entire concept. But
2: you know Hey, I just look he built it out. He go do the work. He goes yeah, you listen. you look, idea's a idea, but you still gotta build it out. That's why I'm like, I, I don't wanna build it out. I just want five for just saying, <laughs> listen,
4: hey, let's do this. There's more than enough bark box money to go around. Okay. <laughs> 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 we'll
2: all get our piece.
4: Oh. All right. So just you know, producer of the world, let us know. Speaking of songwriting credits. Um uh-huh. Ro- uh-huh. real quick oh, transition. Of, oh, nice. You know, uh, um, Drake released his new album and it was big news everywhere. But it was particularly first track
1: Virginia Beach. First
2: track Written Virginia about Beach. You.
4: There were there were like it, it led local news and like there was a story in the paper about it.
2: Even <laughs> oh, though <no>. like <laughs> oh, late. it was hometown
4: pride, man. <laughs> hometown pride because everyone thought like it was like because he released the the track list like a couple days before the album came uh-huh. out. So, but and everyone was like oh my gosh. Virginia Beach, the city where I live, is the name of of the the first. Everyone thought it was going to be like a diss track, uh, uh, because mm-hmm. he's feuded with you know
1: yeah, clips, clips, and all, and
4: all all the people from here. But really, it's only one line, and it was sort of a. It was even it was worse than a diss track because at least with a diss track, it's like right. you know, like, Yeah, we're in you, your
1: head enough that you're putting a yeah, whole we're, track together. Rent free,
4: to our our, yeah, yeah, our yeah. humble town is is rent free in Drake's head. Instead, it was just like. It was pretty but ghetto, pretty but rough, like Virginia Beach. And you know, it's like, well, that's even worse, man. You know, why do you have to couch <laughs> it? Pretty, but what does that even mean? Where, where, what do you, what do you
2: insinuate? Well, no, you, know, no, you have a beach. Virginia, Virginia a beach, beach is very pretty but ghetto, bro. Like yeah, it's, I mean, it's, it's, it is like that, rough. Really like I said, that is a slap in the face, Jesse. Pretty but rough
1: on your beachfront. On your beachfront are stores that predominantly sell. Like 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 velvet shorty end. shorts oh. with the Chick Fil A logo on the butt, but it says thick fillet. That's only so on the you south end of LA. the beach. You tell me the town that sells thick fillet merch is hey, not. I need <laughs> some
2: of them for my wife. <laughs> hey, look, I hey, uh, we gonna get them for Amithia, baby. <laughs> I need the thick filet shorts baby Derek the building
4: I'm sitting in right now is literally physically connected to a shop that sells those
2: can't so hey, hey. Thick fillet merch. Jesse buy me some bro Dude, just I, sit Jesse way. walking okay. in
1: on his lunch hour buying thick filet shorty they shorts wouldn't even hey. be they
2: wouldn't even They'd be like, hey. You know. me, hey me and wifey headed out of town next week I forgot to tell y'all this we going to we going out of town we going out the country so just, oh, I nice. need the thick filet shorts alright Derek but out if the country
4: you, of you, the you like some. If you would really oh, like see. some, I could buy you that. I, and that's the least of the most, that's the least of the provocative oh. apparel. That's you know, the one Trust I could
1: me. say and still keep our clean rating, you know? What oh my gosh. It's some very provocative Listen, apparel. this is like me and Cohen road trip up there in the summers, you know, and we were up there and and we had, uh you know, Jesse's kids with us and stuff. And, and I was like, I got to get a, a, like a funny shirt. I got the uh, Virginia's for lovers shirt last summer. I want to get, I want to keep adding to my Virginia uh, you know ironic uh, merchandise. uh so like, let me take Yeah, I'll, uh, we can go to a shop and i you know he took me to a t-shirt shop and i was just like it was all boring it was like distressed virginia beach you know looking like a college no. logo no Uh-oh. just stupid stuff i was like i need something funny he's like well we gotta go down to the south part of the beach for that stuff <laughs> jesse didn't even park he just like let us out yeah so I'm it's not me he can't be seen And two there. children me and two children Going into these shops where they're selling a ton of weed paraphernalia, like thick yep. fillet merch, and a lot of stuff where those little boys became men. You know what I'm saying? Reading those t-shirts, they're like, what does that <laughs> mean, <laughs> but daddy? Here's a, but here's the thing. I don't feel like for Drake to label
4: our whole town pretty but rough, pretty but ghetto, just because of one strip of hilarious t-shirt shops. I'm sorry. It's I'm sorry. Federal booty inspector
1: shorts are funny.
4: What do you want?
1: <laughs> FBI. Anyway, I like it. Uh like well, it. congrats on your town shout out, man. I mean, I mean, like I said, it
4: it was literally news here. I mean, it was it was in the paper. Maybe it'll there boost was... tourism. You never know. I don't I think I think they're
1: not struggling for tourism. They're good.
4: <laughs> but 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 the thing is like he could have said anything like uh, like I said, that is like a passive aggressive. It was like that episode of Always Sunny where D- Max tells Dennis that he never compliments him, and he's like, "Can you say one nice thing about me?" And Dennis's compliment was, "Your hair looks very small." Okay, there, I said something.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
4: it's like that. It's That's like
1: Drake, to okay. Virginia. It. Yeah, exactly.
4: Like, what, why you, you know, why you got to keep us up at night? Now you're rent-free in our heads. But anyway,
0: I kind of really can relate funny. to that because a couple years ago, Drake put out a song called TSU, which I think was. Texas State mm-hmm. University, but like it was but yep. he listed a bunch of cities in Texas and it was really weird the ones he listed because he said like Dallas, Houston, oh, San Houston. Antonio but he also yeah. said like Marshall and Prairie View and like Wharton County, which are
2: not big cities at all. Nah, Prairie View though, that's, that's where the hood at, PBU, yeah, 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 PBU. that's an HBCU Yeah, in there.
0: but it just was so funny to hear like Drake, this like one of the biggest rappers, Canadian, I was, might as well, just like talk about these random Texas cities because it was like why are you talking about it? Like, this this is our place. What are you going to say about it? Like, I was a little nervous. He didn't call us pretty or baguetto, but...
1: What do y'all think about the new album? His new album? I, I, I'm noti- I mean, it's doing well numbers-wise, but I, I'm noticing that some people love it and some people really hate it.
2: I, yeah, it? I, I think he's at the place where... I think he's at the place where he's going to need to, well, he doesn't need to do anything because he's going to make so much money. But to keep the hip-hop respect, if that even matters to him, I think he's going to have to diversify his content a little bit. In a sense, the hard thing for, I think, Drake, I think Kanye has the same problem as well, is they have changed music so many times that you just expect them to do it every time. Hmm and i think that's the problem like he's making great albums like drake's making drake is doing what drake has been doing for the past 5 years but that's the problem they people want drake to change music again yeah
1: but but his last album was like more house and then obviously he's had his you know afro beats and caribbean albums and he's you know right. even on this album when he had that bad bunny track he starts talking with a spanish accent i'm like drake You are not Spanish. You are not Jamaican. You are not like, but he leans so hard into that scene, that vibe that he kind of personifies it, but it almost feels derivative. But I'm with you. I I like it. I like it. I've listened to it quite a bit. It's one of those that you just, it's background music. But like, to me, he could have cut out five or six tracks and it would have been stronger. You know, less is more, buddy. Come
2: on. Yeah. Yeah. He's at that place. He's at the, to me, He's at the LeBron James place mm. of his career mm. where it's like it's not good enough for you to drop 30, 10 and 10 every night. You got to bring a championship home yeah, mm. every night or people mm. are going to they're going to they're not going to be happy because you've just spoiled them too much with great music. Like that's really the issue. <laughs> I kind of feel that way. like I I'm definitely more a fan of Drake's older stuff.
0: And I would say really the last five years, it's been it's been fine. Like I get why people still listen to it, but I, if I listen to Drake, I'm going back farther because it's like, mm. I, I, one, because I don't love the style he's in right now. And so, but he kind of keeps staying with it to an extent. And I'm like, okay, well he'll do something new eventually. I know like just cause he kind of has done that for a long
1: time well, in his career. He has a gap coming up. He, did you hear what he said? He's he just finished this world tour. Something? Yeah. He's like, he's going to take a year Plus, a minimum of a year off of music, touring, everything for his health, mental health, physical health. Mm -hmm. He's like, I just got to go and shut out. That's going to be when he comes back from that. It's a wrap. That album is, it's going to be a wrap. It's
4: a wrap. Yeah.
2: I didn't know that. It's a wrap. Yeah. He, yeah, it's a wrap.
4: Yeah, there's
1: just there is. He's like just a- exhausted.
2: He's spread too thin. He's just like I mean, I he's I'm been out. going for years.
1: Like right, yeah. that's the thing, and I think the music is reflecting that. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. like you gotta ha- think of an album. How you put an album together? You can't have hit, 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 hit. You gotta have ballads. You gotta make it breathe. His his career's kind of like that. We got it. He's put out so many albums. They're just kind of like like blended into each other. We don't remember one from the other. If creating a gap will create... Oh, it's the Star Wars situation. Mm -hmm. When Disney bought Star Wars, it was like too much Star Wars product came out. There was like three movies in one year at one point. And instead of it being an event when a Star Wars thing came out, it just numbers started to drop, got Mm -hmm. diluted. I feel like Drake's kind of diluted himself with volume. I love the vibe, but I'm excited to see what happens on the other side of him getting rest, you know? Yeah, Mm
4: -hmm. because yeah, there's like that creative risk aversion that that kind of mm. comes in where it's just you kind of repeat what works to the point where it's like, all right, let's hear something fresh. So yeah, I think yeah, usually time away for any artist results in some fresh inspiration.
1: Or culture moves on, forget about you. <laughs> Drake, nah, I don't think that happened with Drake.
2: Culture ain't gonna forget about Drake. I, I, yeah, no, I know. he's, I he's know. a staple. That's like saying culture is gonna forget about Michael Jackson. It's like right. nah, they they waiting. Do you see yeah, he they, tied
1: MJ for no, most mm-hmm, number ones? Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: The I think next- the. the I think also a thing that is makes being innovative in this era hard is because people don't look at music as art. Mm. It's just content to be consumed, right? I mean, think about it. Me and and No Big Deal was talking about this yesterday. That imagine trying to promote Kanye's college dropout in this environment. Mm. You wouldn't even get past the skit. Mm-hmm. like if you i got 15 seconds to win your approval yeah. like mm-hmm. those early albums college dropout late registration they were literally movies mm-hmm. that you had to sit down and you had to consume them but people they treat music especially rap music as so disposable that it doesn't lead to innovation it does not it doesn't lead to innovation so i, I i'm hoping that the album becomes relevant again Hmm. that allows artists to just take their time and spread their wings with their art. And then you'll start getting less of the disposable art. I mean, I, that's my opinion.
1: Well, because right now, like, you put out an album and what's going to happen is a track will get picked up on playlists or whatever, and then that's people experiencing your new album as is
3: yeah. that,
1: that one track that, like, gets spread or whatever. They're not going to go sit down, listen to the yeah. album with intentionality like like it used to be. Think about Lauren Hill's album, skits yeah. throughout it. You know, think about the Fujis. Think about... I mean, or, it was a thing. You or, know? Or I it, always hated movies, the skit. Yeah. I hated the skit tracks because on my CD player, you'd have to hit, you know, next, but... You know, I get but, it. But but
4: even like what, to to the point like would an album like Kid A work today? Because the same thing right. if you listen to any of those songs in a vacuum, some of them no, don't yeah. even make sense with, right. without the context of not just the narrative of the album or or OK Computer or what either either of those Radiohead right. albums,
1: early Arcade Fire, but they albums, they bleed like, you know.
4: yeah because same thing with some of those Kanye albums. A lot of those tracks bleed into each other. They're right. not like separate songs. They are
2: chapters in uh you know kind of a book almost you know they're movies yeah. like they're yeah. audio movies like that's legitimately that so i think just the idea that you have to win someone's approval in 15 seconds right like only thing i've really seen <clears throat> only thing i've really seen from the drake album on social media is just there's a skit running with yeet and drake doing like an ad lib on a yeet verse And them making fun of Drake being sounding really weird on the on. And it's like, that's it for some people. That's the most experience with the album. You don't get to experience all of the art behind it. So I hope that uh, that we turn in a corner. I think, you know, everything is cyclical. So I think the next generation coming up is going to want something a little bit more something deep. Else. They just don't know yeah. they want it yet. Yeah. yeah. That's right. Somebody has to be brave enough in that world to say, "You know what? I'm not giving you 15 seconds of content. I'm giving you a whole album. Come come get it." And then it'll change everything. I remember you know?
1: on the last arcade fire, you know, they'll write 7-minute songs, you know. I mean, pretty consistently. And that's the point is like it's supposed to kind of wash over you. You spend time with it. It builds. It's, you know, it's it's art, right? And I remember when they released their last album, their the one single they put out was a seven-minute track. And they had to Mm. split it into part one and part two because Mm. nobody listens to a seven-minute Arcade Fire song anymore. So they had to do two three-minute songs. So one of them could get picked up or put on a playlist or whatever. It's just like, it just changes the art, right? The way people are consuming it changes the art itself. So hopefully, yeah, I agree with you. I'm hoping that like this generation will say, I'm tired of disposable. I want something deeper, better. And then they'll go back to... You know, the artistry of music. Go go ahead, Emily. Well, I was gonna say, I
0: I do think like the next generation is moving towards that because I remember a couple years ago just being like shocked because I stumbled upon like a Twitter thread and it was a lot of younger people that were on like Gen Z and they were talking about how. They, when a new album comes out, they'll hit shuffle on it, like on Spotify, and they'll just listen mm. to it in a random order. And someone was like, <laughs> coming in, being like, you should actually listen to it in the tracklist list order. order. Like, there's a yeah. reason yeah. artists did that. And I saw that come up again because. I'm sure y'all listen to it. Olivia Rodrigo had a new album come out last month and Mm. between her first and second song, like the way that it transitioned is there's like an intentional sort of flow. Like the way the song ends flows into the next song and people Specifically, younger like listeners were like freaking out about it saying that's so cool she did that that's awesome like all this stuff and i was like that's (gasps) a a, crossfade yeah i was like that's a very common thing in (laughs) songs but it's like i think there's just something with younger listeners like they yeah like you said like they listen to one song in a playlist and they'll just jump to that song on an album maybe listen to a few others but they're on shuffle they don't get like the fl- or
1: they'll even just look at like the play numbers on the album. Yeah. So they're, oh, okay, there's three tracks on this album yeah. that are popular. I'll listen to those. Right. Three. And but, so they and miss they don't the even flow to of the, the story.
0: Ones. And I, I right. do think that they're finally realizing like, Oh, maybe the artist made this track list intentionally and I should maybe listen to it the whole way through. Sure. So I think we're getting there. It's just taking a while. they will get there.
4: The, the- The irony is, though, the uh, another the other major form of like media consumption, like television has gone the opposite way, where it used to be like, you know, especially like syndication or whatever, you just turn on the TV and there's a random episode of a show. You can just think, right. yeah, I'm gonna jump right in here. No one today is like, yeah, I'm just gonna fire up a random stranger things, Mm-mm. just right in the middle. Mm-mm. And it's like it no one Mm-mm. why no one consumes television like that. Where it used to be not a big deal. You could turn on the TV and whatever episode. Well, it depends on the genre.
2: Wow, I mean, like, like crazy.
1: That comedy. I mean the office you could watch in any right. order. I mean, you know, whatever,
4: but 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 you know, but there were like every for a lot of series, every episode was a bottle episode. You could turn on any mm-hmm. NCIS or Law and Order yeah. and, and just right. enjoy it for what it is. They don't really right. make shows like that that really anymore,
1: you know, outside and of. what's interesting about that is the number one show on streaming suits. by far is Suits, <laughs> <laughs> which is bottle episode, exactly what we are talking about. You can just jump in wherever.
2: I was watching Suits because I never watched it when it was popular. right? And I just thought, I was like, oh, Suits, you know, I was like, let me check this out. And I realized, I'm like, there's a resolution at the end of every episode yeah. and it felt almost... It was jarring because I yeah. <laughs> watching a show that resolves after every episode. Yeah. Right. Feels crazy when you spent years watching shows that don't resolve until the end of the season. Maybe. Right. Yeah. And you're like, you know what I'm saying? Like it feels yeah, off putting. Yeah. Yeah. It was off putting. Like, man, why does this thing keep resolving? And that makes sense because it was written during a time when you don't know when you're stepping into the series. So they had to win yeah. your They had to win your trust every week. yeah. And even like the plot
0: lines that maybe go a few longer episodes, those typically are resolved within maybe a a handful of episodes. Like it's not like a season long issue or that they're fighting or something.
2: Yeah. There's not, there's not a through line where there's this thing that you're watching them, Mm -hmm come to a pinnacle, it's like, nah, if there's a if there's a bad thing that happened, you might get two episodes out of that. The problem set up in the first one, second episode is resolved, and then now we're going to fight another bad guy. What they call him uh, bad guy of the week. Yeah, uh, yeah, monster of the week. Yeah, exactly. Monster of the week. It, yeah. it, I mean, there was a, you know, I remember like
4: there were some episodes, there were some series that tried to thread that, needle. You know, like back in the day, like Scandal, like the height of when that mm. show was doing kind of interesting things. Yeah, yeah. It started off as a, as a pursuit Procedural.
1: Seasons after that,
4: yeah. yeah. But after that, because it moved into like this long story arc over the course of a season about these conspiracies, that it lost the procedural. Like there was no, mm-hmm. what case are we solving this week, or or mm-hmm. or are we lawyer or fixing or whatever, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's just interesting. Especially the juxtaposition in music where everything is a bottle episode. Every song is is isolated from a larger narrative where now all of TV seems tied to these big narratives where you kind of have to start from the beginning, you know?
1: I mean, It's interesting. Uh, Our guest today is Brooke Lidgerwood, who has a new album out today. But it's interesting thinking about the worship genre, too. Like a worship Mm -hmm. album, you would... think would be a like an intentional experience but so much of the modern worship scene is like individual songs that we hope to get on the radio or get sung in churches and they aren't connected to the rest of the album it's just a whole bunch of songs it's just a collection of songs you know Mm. interesting each genre kind of has its
2: yeah has evolved for sure for sure
1: anyway all right uh well like i said brooke is coming up later we also have your feedback at the end of the show but stay tuned up next it's love and buzz
3: How did I get so lucky? Hand in hand in second hands The fool, you look so lucky You're my da, and Nora And you never first see love That you're building up And let's try on another My Op Shop Lover
1: Ooh. You're listening to Grant Perez. The song is Op Shop Lover. Season 4 of The Chosen is in theaters now and the reviews that count are in.
5: Amazing. Did not disappoint.
1: Flurry of emotions. It was powerful, heartbreaking, uplifting.
5: You have got to come and see it. It is a message for everybody. I highly recommend that you come out and see The Chosen Season
1: 4. Episodes 1 through 3 of The Chosen Season 4 are in theaters till February 14th. So visit TheChosenRiseUp.com and get your tickets now. That's TheChosenRiseUp.com for tickets today. Okay, it's time for... All right, tell us what's happening at the intersection of faith and culture this week, Emily.
0: Okay, I'm so excited to talk about this. We're going to talk about Lana Del Rey today. Uh, recently, Again? a Christian influencer named Tracy Costin posted this video accusing Lana of using witchcraft oh, in yeah. her yeah. career <laughs> and like at her show. Um, Wait, why? And the video is it, it, it's, it's intentional.
2: It's kind of gnarly for real. Well, though. so you talking about the video of the people falling? Yeah, so it, the. It was kind of gnarly. Yeah, people
0: are like falling over. I will say it is dark and it's hard to see exactly what's happening. Uh It could easily be dehydration. It could be a
1: mosh pit gone wrong. Wait, wait, describe describe, what's going on for those who haven't seen it. Like what's going on? Okay,
0: so yeah, the video. um, It's a show uh, that Lana is headlining at. um, I believe it's in Mexico, um, and she's just sitting on stage, and then all of a sudden there is
1: night, night or day. Is it outside? Okay.
0: Um, it's a pretty big crowd, and then all of a sudden, there is a moment where there's just a lot of people that kind of fall over, um, and it's unexplained. And the videos I've seen, like they don't go on very long, so it's hard to piece together what led to this and what happened exactly after.
1: Um, but you can't. When you say a lot of people, is it four people in the front row fell over? Say, is it half the crowd?
0: No, it's a good chunk. I would say maybe. Fifty people probably like
1: fall over. Fell over. Did she say or do anything to that? Then this happened. Well,
0: that's. I've been trying to find. I haven't found a clip where she acknowledges it because I. I do think a lot of people maybe cut quickly. Um, because I was trying to find like different angles and stuff. So that's the hard part. Is no one really knows exactly what happened or why. And like I have been, you know me, I'm a researcher. I've been trying to figure out what's happening, but this Christian influencer, she came to this conclusion, and I. She didn't really give a lot of great evidence, other than her personal perception. But she thinks that witchcraft was used, and she made this whole video about how Lana is a witch and use and like puts spells on her music, so that, and that's why people listen to she, them. She
1: goes to Judah's Church. In yeah. LA. Here's, here's what
4: I've learned about the internet: when <laughs> okay. someone has minimal evidence but a wild, unconfirmed theory. It's best just to assume they know what they're talking about, no matter how sensational it is. That never is wrong. That is never wrong. You know,
1: like, Jesse and I have been to enough uh, major concerts (laughs) to know that usually in the crowd, there is a person who brought party favors for all the people around them. And they hand out the party favors, or at least offer the party favors, to help... Their newfound friends to better enjoy the music experience. We're talking about a concert in the summer in Mexico yeah. and people are falling over near each other. I'm wondering if there were some party favors being shared. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like I don't the, know.
4: And the other thing too is like, okay. Jerry Blackwater. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the other thing too is like when people ascribe these like, Supernatural powers to just like average pop. So you're telling me she has the power to just like, you know, somehow have some sort of spell cast and just mow down crowds of people. And the path she's chosen in life is to, to is to be a pop singer. If she has this X Men's <laughs> supernatural witch power that she can just mow down crowds with like Harukens, like Street Fighter style, yeah. you're gonna be. A pop.
0: She was working at a Waffle House for a week this summer. You know what I mean? Like she's not. Man,
2: but, you know, this is what I've realized, bro, that or for me, a lot of Christians live in a, a episode or of, of Lord of the Rings. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> yeah. just in their mind, anything that's unexplained is just Gotta be a witch. it's the Guggenheim. Like <laughs> it's it can't be dehydration. It can't be anything. It, if, if you see it in 15 seconds, it's not like it can't be video editing or anything. Yeah. And it's like, it's not good. It's not good that your brain defaults past logic. Now, here's the thing. Do I believe in the spiritual? I do believe in the spiritual. Do I believe that there are things that are unexplained that we have to just attribute to spirituality? Yes. But do I believe that anything that I don't understand, I should initially default to not using my logic and using spiritual tropes? And what it does is it really... In my opinion, it, it it's like the boy who cried wolf. Mm-hmm. That's like, you cry about these things. Everything is a demon. Everything is is a spiritual experience. So when there's actually a spiritual experience, nobody's going to believe you. Mm. Like, they're never going to believe you. And you're just going to be a weirdo. You know what I'm saying? So I... I, man. I mean,
1: Lana is a professing Christian. <laughs> she goes to Judas Smith's church. I We know this for a fact because she recorded his sermon one Wednesday night and... Put it on her album. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, four and, and a half minute know. interlude. So, so I've been to enough Benny Hinn Crusades to know <laughs> that the, 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 a group of people falling down all at once may not be witchcraft. Well, <laughs> it could be the Holy Spirit. <laughs> we don't know. It, it, may, <laughs> could, it may be the Holy Spirit or dehydration. <laughs> one or the
4: other. But, but, but to, Derek, to your point, I do think the internet has created like a, a crowd of people that you could do the opposite of Occam's Razor. Like, Occam's Razor is the old, like, you know, the, in journalism school, you always mm-hmm. learn... The, the, the always start with the most simple solution, and it's probably right.
2: that. Exactly. Right? Like, right. D- always exactly. default
4: to what is the most rational, simplest solution, and then d- start disproving from there. Not, right. let's take the most insane idea ever that she's an actual warlock who has superpowers that no one else has and that she randomly unleashes them at at, at concerts in Mexico. Sometimes it just doesn't, you know what I mean? Like it doesn't, to me, to me, if she, if she's Gandalf and people in the front row, you know, like,
2: you know, bro, if I can do that, I'm going to be an assassin. You will make a whole lot more money. Or you'll be Benny Hinn, one or
1: the other. other. Benny Hinn's the other (laughs) option. You're an assassin (laughs) or you're an evangelist.
2: (laughs) I'm not touching that with a 10-foot pole. Just to put this out there, Lana did clarify
0: that she's not a witch because she did respond to the comment, which the comments have been turned off.
1: She responded to the Christian influencer. She did
0: post on the video. um, I'm going to slightly censor it for little years. She said, bleep, I know the Bible verse for verse better than you do, so you're giving off super gremlin energy, not in a good way. I don't really know how you can give off gremlin energy. In know, way you know life. who knows about and
1: gremlins? She says, is- and
4: trust me, from someone who knows gremlin energy, this is gremlin energy. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What else? What else you got? Um, okay. I'd love to get her on AirPod and really, really. really I just got to find her travel schedule and
1: yeah, decide. Hopefully,
4: uh, just buy a bunch of seats and we'll see. Maybe she's flying Spirit.
1: <laughs> get it.
2: Anyway. Oh no. <laughs> Thank you, Derek, <laughs> for giving me that pity laugh. <laughs> I got you good.
1: I do believe I'm laugh
2: that, at everything because I do black believe Witches and Warlocks same. run Spirit
1: Airlines. I do believe that. That is true. The evil forces, certainly. The evil forces definitely run spirit airlines. Oh, well, I know not who's sure. not
4: buying an AirPod. Thanks a lot, Cameron. Now there are
1: there are no <laughs> That sponsorship, gone. Might, might as yeah, well gone, just call it there. Dark Spirit Airlines. Yeah. All, all, right. Right. <laughs> all right, what else do you have?
0: All right, well, you know, it's October, it's Halloween, start of fall, but apparently it's also the month of Nate Bargatze. Um last week we Bargetzi, talked about
1: Bargatze, Bargatze. Bargatze? He 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 on the Tonight Show to Jimmy Fallon's face, as Jimmy Fallon, who's a big fan of Nate's, was calling him Nate Bargatze. Nate goes, "You know, my I mean, my family calls it Bargetsy. Now, my family may be wrong. You know, you can call me Bargazzi, It's fine. Uh, but, but just my name's actually Nate Bargetsy. And, and and it was, he did this like after Jimmy was talking about, like, oh, we're such good friends now. We've been spending so much time together. And Nate's like, yeah, but you've always said my name wrong, buddy. <laughs> so it's Bargetsy. Okay, so. amazing. Right, this it is was like here, Lidgerwood you know. all over again for me. Um, well, we'll get to that. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> okay. We, I just listeners, you know, I said Brooke Lidgerwood's coming up. You're probably like, who's Brooke Lidgerwood? Because for 10 years, you have been <laughs> telling us about Brooke Ligerwood. We found out, why... I, I, I've been saying her name wrong. I feel like at some point I feel so bad. I've spent so much time with her. her, She's amazing. I did apologize Uh. for
0: always saying her name wrong because I finally said it right because her team was very nice and sent over like the pronunciation of it.
1: Phonetic. Phonetic. And she was
0: like, oh, everyone says it wrong. Like she was, I feel like she got more excited that someone actually said it right for the first time. So... Mm.
1: You know when I found out was it was about th- you and I have kind of wrestled with and talked about the pronunciation of her <laughs> name. I mean, we just we we're not fully confident that it you was. Didn't like, oh, boy, you didn't want to just call I mean? her
0: I, too much, too I,
1: much. I work. Like it's it's like the it's like the Fallon bar. I've been, I've known her for 15 years. I don't. Yeah, oh, man. by the way, what is your name? You know what I mean? Like I can't do that. So anyway, I uh, so she, Emily and I have talked you, you about can. it. Dude, I saw her post a, pro, a video on Instagram, and she was like, and then just go and uh, pre-order my album and put in uh, promo code Brooke Liggerwood." And I was like, oh! and I sent the video to Emily, I'm like, we have confirmation of how to say her name, because she actually said it. Nah, yeah. Cameron, why didn't you just call her, bro? Dude, yeah. stubbornness, man. Embarrassing. Yeah, I don't it's know. Just it's true, it's true. like when yeah. you have
4: a neighbor, true, true. there's a there's a window of time that goes by after you talk to that name? neighbor. And oh, then, yeah. and and you've forgotten the name. Now you still talk oh, to them. Percent. You still have quick driveway convos, but right. you, but the the point of no return for asking directly for their name has passed. You better hope a piece
2: well, well, what's of mail. The falls out. What's the window? I think you got to give last names an exception though. Last, last name, first I agree. name, last names is exception. That's what I'm saying.
1: Dude, I met when I first moved into this neighborhood. I met, uh, you know, several neighbors. They wanted to come over and see who took over that house. And, uh, and I, you know, you get their names and you, like you said, like I, I made the mistake of not writing them down on my phone. And, and now they know my name cause they only had to learn one new name. I had to learn 15 and I didn't remember anybody's. And I'm telling you, I've lived here for five years now. I was walking my dog a couple months ago and a neighbor that i see all the time was walking his dog and he said, Hey Cameron, Hey, he goes, and he just looks at me stone dead in the eyes and he goes, what's my name? And I'm like, I'm so sorry. Were you, you like, gotta, good one, chief.
0: <laughs> oh, you. He goes,
1: He goes, it's Peter, Cameron. My name's Peter. And I was like, at the second he was out of sight, I was writing down on my phone. I was like, dude, at the end of the corona, that's Peter. You know, Oh man, I yeah, felt see so that, bad. That, that,
2: that's... I ain't gonna even lie. I'm terrible with names, y'all. Just forgive me, bro. Like everybody that knows me, just know more. More than likely, if I'm calling you, bro, it's a fifty-fifty chance that <laughs> I don't have no clue what your name is.
0: I had someone forget. my so I'm I'm
2: letting it be known right now. I had now. someone forget my name yeah, once, and
0: they were trying to play it off like they knew my and name. It was the
1: third date. It was the third date, and he'd forgotten your name. No, oh,
0: no. Um, they were trying no. to play it off like they knew my name. They just didn't know how to spell it because they asked me like, Hey, how do you how do you spell your name again? And I was like, <laughs> Emily Brown, the the incredibly normal way to spell Emily Brown. And I was like, you just forgot good. my name. Like, which I, it's a good trick to work if your name is not the most basic name on this planet.
2: Yeah. You, know? like, you should have right, been you, like, either, how do you, you think You gotta be illiterate.
0: Yeah. And I, but like, you tell me. I felt bad because I was like, they didn't want to just directly ask me. They would just directly say that they forgot my name, but it was like. You're you're you thought you were. You ain't want to throw him a
2: bone, Emily. You ain't want to throw him a bone. You just was like, no, nah, not today. Not today. Satan. I was
1: feeling sassy that okay. day. So tell me how I'm supposed to get my neighbor's names because my neighborhood is a mid-century houses and stuff. And we have the slots on the door for the mail. So the, we don't this have one, mailboxes. This one's
4: easy. This one's so I can't easy. go steal mail. I can't you, look in the you mailbox. You have to have someone with you. You could have Cohen or, or like yeah, a friend yeah, yeah. over. Oh, it's like, my son Cohen. Hey, hey, this is, you know. Right. And then let them get the introduction. You know, I've done that move at like... You know, use your kids often
1: a- for that. No, oh, no, make, but, but, but if I'm out But like, they know Cohen too at this point. They're like, hey, Cohen, hey,
4: Karen. But, you know but what I'm saying? I- so it's like, if I'm at like a like a you know professional party type of situation, it's like ah, oh, I got to remember that guy, Dana. Come over here, hey, I'd like you'd meet my wife, Dana. You know what I mean? And yeah. she knows what's so happening. So you're
1: saying I need to get married or a girlfriend to be able to learn my neighbors' names?
4: I think that's Whoa probably should be God. your chief motivation from here. Is that's the <laughs> is only path motivation? to non awkwardly, not uh, loneliness, and
1: you know? Yeah, I mean yeah, that, that's just, beneficial.
4: That yeah. you know, um, but it could also help with Peter's friends. <laughs>
1: I like it. All right. I'm sorry. What, were, what was the update, Emily? <laughs> we're Let's talking about him. Nate, Bar- uh, uh, Nate, Nate Bargetzi. Nate Bargetzi. Nate Nate, Bargetzi. Yeah. Nate
0: Bargetzi. Um, yeah. Last week we talked about his new production company starting, but just this week it was announced he's going to be hosting the Halloween episode of SNL, which is crazy. Mm,
1: that's awesome. That's crazy. So, Good, for that's Good for him. Good for him. Good for him.
0: It's the October 28th Jesse, episode. I still,
1: Jesse, I know we've told this story a million times. I'm not going to rehash it, but I still, back of my mind. I need to take credit for his success. You know, like that we found him at right. South by Southwest and platformed him outside of his little. He told us circles. that
4: after that interview, he got mm. he started getting he got asked about it all the time. So I mm. think I think we should we I think he owes us his success. Five percent.
1: We just want five percent.
4: I was going to say 90, but we'll take five.
1: <laughs> we'll take
2: five. He writes the jokes. If we can just get a mention just, in the SNL monologue. lot of people, hard hard people hard. Write
4: jokes, That'd be cool. You know.
2: Yeah, I think it's y'all a- gotta work on y'all splits. <laughs> <laughs> I,
4: wonder if, I wonder if Nate wants a part of this AirPod for his new family-friendly network. I'm shopping like this it. around to everyone.
1: You know, I love it, AirPod. Uh, so he's doing SNL. We told, we mentioned last or a week ago. He's launching a new production yeah. company, NateLand, and he's doing shows and TV and a ton of stuff. Man, I'm so happy for him. He couldn't happen to a better dude. It's really know? interesting,
0: just, too. After he posted about it on Instagram, I feel like I'm probably the only one that does this. I went to go look at the comments to see what other celebrities just, like, were excited for him because I'm curious, like, who's mm-hmm. fan of... Who is a fan of him? And I was pleasantly surprised. He has just kind of a wide range of people who are also fans of him. Like um, Adam Devine, who plays Kelvin on the Righteous Gemstones. Um, mm-hmm. Mariska Hargitay, she's Olivia Benson on Law & Order SVU. Jimmy Fallon, of course. Like, it's just, it's a very interesting range yeah, of people. it was people. really cool.
1: To see. My my favorite was seeing on, you know, the post where Nate was saying, hey, by the way, I'm doing SNL. He He's on a national arena tour right now. Mm-hmm. He's selling out arenas everywhere. And he had to cancel half a dozen dates to do SNL and so he was saying i'm so sorry on the on the video you know dustin uh, nickerson who's an, another christian comedian uh, that we love, uh, he commented and he said, yeah, Nate, uh, I was opening for you on several of those dates that just got canceled and I've never been happier to lose thousands of dollars. So th- congrats, oh, buddy. So, I thought that was really cool. And <laughs> like, also, cool.
4: also, you owe me several thousand dollars.
1: Yeah. <laughs> also, there's a kill fee and uh, <laughs> I needed that money for my kid's tuition. So, yeah,
0: yeah. It will be interesting to see him on SNL because I've never seen him... Act. Before. I've only ever seen him do stand-up.
1: So I'm curious to see. If you ever watched clips from his podcast and stuff, he's very uh, soft-spoken mm-hmm. and low-moving, kind of, in how he banters with people. It's an interesting dynamic, because the Nate on stage commands the stage. He's got a really good stage presence. It's still relatable. Mm-hmm. You feel like you're hanging out with a friend. But when he's in this ensemble podcast setup, he's not, like, the big personality that it revolves around. It'll be interesting to see him in an ensemble yeah. cast improv dynamic to see how he kind of, his monologue will be fantastic. For sure. Mm. You know that, but it'll be funny to see. I my guess is probably a lot of cameos like Tom Hanks showing up to do David S. The Pumpkins, David S. Pumpkins yeah. and, you know, yeah, things like sure. that. I, I bet we'll come back. I'm trying to, try to
0: think it. who Nate looks like to, to see who he could do impressions of. Like if there's anyone that he would be impersonating, I can't, nah, think they're
1: going to do a bunch of like, you know, Guys at the office or, you know, guys at the bar, you know, they're going to do a lot of everyman type skits, I bet. But anyway. All right. What's the last thing?
0: The last thing is The Chosen. uh, They're doing something really interesting for its upcoming fourth season. Every single episode is going to premiere in theaters before going to streaming. Um, Mm. So starting in February, fans can watch like two to three new episodes each week in a theater. Um, And then eventually it'll be on a million streaming the platforms, platforms. And after the fact. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I've just never seen a TV series premiere their whole season in a
2: theater. Oh, they know them Christians about to pull up boy. <laughs> no, I know they'll rent them out. Ooh, they know oh, yeah. Christians about to pull up. I mean, they, 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 they drop them on a Wednesday too.
1: <laughs> they, they, uh, they did a few, they did a couple of chosen theater events in the past and they did really Yeah, They well did like a season
0: premiere and the season finale of the last season.
1: Yeah. But every episode is crazy. I was Emily was telling me this, and it got me thinking about the movie theater industry. The it, like, even what's happening literally right now with the Taylor Swift concert movies. You know, it's selling out theaters. That it made a hundred million dollars the opening weekend, but it's only airing on the weekends. It's only mm. being in the theaters on the weekends because she said a lot of my fans are in school, and I don't want them to sit there on a school night watching a three-hour concert and. They need to do their homework. So she said in her negotiation to release this to AMC, I'll only do it if you agree to do it on my release schedule. And they said, yeah. you know." Now they're missing or losing tens of millions of dollars having those other days not showing it, but they agreed. And I'm wondering if this and what The Chosen is doing is kind of Think about the box office since COVID. It's just been a lot of duds. Hollywood, as usual, has just not... I mean, there's been a few movies that have done very, very well, obviously. But mm-hmm. but in general, that old approach to going to the theater and watching movies is just over because I'll just wait and watch it on max or something. Mm-hmm. And so I'm. it's interesting to me now that theaters are maybe leaning into content that they didn't in the past. Yeah. I'm wondering if this is going to set an example... For like other shows, think about back in the day. What if the Breaking Bad finale was exclusive in theaters first? Oh, that yeah. would be. Crazy. I would have been in line buying a ticket. Yeah, you yeah, know I'd what I'm saying. Been there for sure. So I bet this will be a thing where like TV is going to start, and and theaters will embrace it because this is revenue, yeah. found revenue that they didn't have otherwise. And and mm-hmm. and in concert videos or concert, I'm just wondering if there's going to be other experiences. Obviously, those fathom event things
3: mm-hmm.
1: been happening for years, but this feels mm-hmm. different. Like maybe television music. And Hollywood movies are going to be yeah. theater experiences now. You know.
4: Well, I mean, there's theaters near. I don't know if it's like this in other cities as well, but that are doing like NFL games on Sunday afternoon. You can go, really? and like, you know, for that would
1: be amazing to watch it, a game on. Well, a especially
4: huge, like the cinema cafe types that where you can buy food yeah. and drinks and everything. Where they'll have like, all right, we're going to at the one o'clock, we're going to play what or a Steelers game, and four o'clock, we're going to do this. It's just a different way to experience. Football outside of like your house or a sports bar—that's
2: you know? actually player because the thing when you think about it with the movie, movies are you know you can watch them at the theater or at home. It's it's all good, you know. But being able to watch the big game mm-hmm. with yeah. you know with—that's crazy. It's almost you know like you're in you the can't crowd, get it. I don't care yeah. what kind of house you got. You ain't got a movie theater unless you you balling. But the average every man doesn't have. They're not able to see people on that level. So that's this is. Yeah, man, cool. the cool. world is changing. It's cool. Yeah. I know. I'm, I'm, I'm here for it. I,
1: yeah. All right. All right. Well, that'll do it for Relevant Buzz. Make sure to check out RelevantMagazine.com every weekday. Where we're covering more stuff like that, covering the intersection of faith, culture, and everything in between. Thanks, Emily. All right. Stay tuned. Up next, Brooke Lidgerwood Who? Us. Oh, mm-hmm. oh, oh, I gotcha. Mm-hmm. You're listening to Pink Panther S. Song is Mosquito. Well, Relevant has a lot happening this year, and we don't want you to miss a thing. Make sure to sign up for our newsletter right there on the front page at relevantmagazine.com, and we'll send you our top five trending stories sent to your inbox every weekday. We'll also send you a weekly uh, podcast newsletter with the latest episodes, some uh, fan extras, and first peeks at the new shows that we're going to be rolling out throughout this year. Make sure to sign up, it's the best way to. Keep in touch with everything we got going on. Well, our guest today is Brooke Lidgertwood. She's one of our favorite worship artists uh, who's helped create songs like What a Beautiful Name and Who You Say I Am. She's releasing her new solo album, Eight, today. I hope it's her eighth album. That'd be weird. Uh, so we caught up with her to talk about the story behind the album and how she's still processing major life changes and how her solo career as Brooke Lidgertwood compares to her former solo career as Brooke Fraser. Here's our conversation with Brooke Lidgertwood.
0: Here today to talk about your new solo album Eight, which is coming out. Uh, I'm curious, is there a message or theme that ties this album together?
5: <clears throat> I think I don't. I don't know if there's one theme. I feel like uh, when it comes to kind of putting together songs from an album, I mean Seven was different because that was a project that came like in completion, like one song after another, and just blew my mind. I still that's still a complete miracle. To me that whole thing um but when it came to eight and kind of choosing the songs that would be on this project um I kind of approached it like I would um like a worship song list and uh but like or a worship night because it's longer than a, a song list <laughs> but um you know wanting to kind of um have a diversity of theme um you know uh, making sure that I uh uh, I'm not necessarily re- repeating themes, so um, having having yeah having a diversity of lyric, um, a diversity of kind of uh, style or mood or texture. Um, so so really, there's there's definitely a few things I always want to make sure are included on an album, which are moments kind of for declaration, moments for celebration, <clears throat> moments for reflection. Um, and moments for intercession, I think, kind of, and and those can uh, those can all sound completely different. But I think we've kind of got that on this on this album. Um, so there's songs about Christ coming. There's a song about Calvary. Um, there's a song about uh, you know, ce- celebrating like blessing God through every circumstance. Uh, there's all of these different things. So I would say that uh, yeah, there's not one. Theme other than what I wanted to do was deliberately uh, try and have a, um, a diversity of kind of biblical and scriptural theme in there because um, there is more to know of the Lord that we can than we could ever write in millions of songs and so here's ten um, that can be like a teeny 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 tiny drop in a massive ocean yeah.
0: Yeah, I remember talking with you um, when you were putting out Seven and that was like such a, seemed almost like a surprise album for you. Like you weren't really planning on it. So how did, how does writing eight or how does creating eight, how did that compare to like creating Seven?
5: Super different. And um, I just, I'm always so aware of like one of the things that really frightens me about um, like when I was kind of fully immersed in kind of my, my mainstream Lane like Brooke Fraser, um, one of the things that I was always like hesitant about, and a part of that was also immaturity that I didn't understand. Part of it was also pride that I that I uh, was I, I I thought that I knew things that I didn't know, like just being an idiot. Um, but like just one thing that uh, always concerned me about, um, I guess, doing a lot of talking <laughs> about. And particularly when it comes to that kind of Christian or ministry spaces, it's that it I'm sometimes it's so easy for us to use spiritual language, um, just to, to load to load God's name on stuff. And I'm just always so aware of I don't want to do that. I don't want to just use all these like kind of fluffy Christian um, Christian words. And I, I I give that kind of context for like when I was uh, making seven. And then talking about it, I was just so aware of like, gosh, this just like sounds like um, I'm saying things, but it really was true in that like I really did not ever expect or desire um, to put out a project of songs of worship for the church with my name on it. In many ways, it was my worst nightmare, but when 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 the Lord asks you to do something um, he prepares you for it, he softens your heart, he changes things and then in the case of seven, he spoke very clearly and very quickly and I knew it was very time sensitive and it was only um, and so I said of course my husband and I were like, okay yes Lord, we, we, we hear you, um, we, we, we see you yes but we didn't necessarily understand because I'm very happy, have always been happy, particularly, of course, when it comes to worship in the church, being part of a team. Like that is my happiest spot, like being part of a team. Um, And then it wasn't until after Seven came out and um, some really devastating things began to unfold in my church community um, that I was like, I'm not saying this definitely wasn't the whole reason why, but I began to maybe understand why, um, the Lord had started to lead us this way, um, which was, so I said in my Instagram stories the other day, like it's a thought that leaves me, um, so grateful for the the shepherding of God, but also really sad. <laughs> like I, I wish that it, um, this is not the dream, you know, I love being part of a team. And so for that reason, um, eight brings with it like a lot of my own, my own grief, but an equal amount of surrender and gratitude and um, and so it has been a really beautiful process and a redemptive process and I think a really healthy process like all my like all of the relationships are so good um, but yeah just uh, yeah it's been a lot <laughs> too much for the souls of men but somehow you hold it all upon
3: the cross Calvary's enough, Calvary's enough, when I know nothing, when I know too much, what I choose to know right now is Calvary's enough.
0: When you started your career you were Brooke Frazier and now you're Brooke legit word which i do want to apologize because i think i've never said your name right until this moment you just
5: nailed it that was fantastic and honestly i never take offense because it's a crazy name it's a crazy name i get people get all the points just for trying you know
0: well i do want to give a shout out to your team because they put like a pronunciation when they sent over oh
5: that's so sweet and i was like and
0: i, I really thought back i was like yeah i've never said it that way um so fine <laughs> uh, but, but I just want to you know like you know you you've had a solo career before you worked with a team and now you're a solo again how how does like Brooke Fraser's career compare to Brooke great question
5: it's I guess it's like very different and also in some ways very similar so I guess I'm I and the, the fun thing is that kind of Brooke Fraser I, I think this is still a secret maybe it's not it won't be a secret for much longer but I'm actually going to do some more Brooke Fraser things next year which mm-hmm. is like a little bit crazy, so um, but fun, but really fun, fun, fun things. Um, and so that's still going. So I'm still with kind of my whole Brooke Fraser team of, and now we've been working together for like 20 years, which is pretty fun. So when you have relationships that are, are, are that kind of deep in, there's just such a comfort to that. Like there's a, a knowing, you know each other, you trust each other. Um, and then kind of um, kind of my team, who I have the great honor of working with now, are just Like absolutely fire and the way that the lord has kind of assembled us all together um particularly one of my my i guess my senior team member a guy called dom we've been friends for many many years um just through ministry so it's just honestly i just get to kind of um do this with with my friends which is the the best part and um so um, it's it's similar in that there's just um, there's a lot of love, there's a lot of trust. Um, uh, obviously, very, kind of very different um, things, but it's um, it's pretty cool. And I and I also I I appreciate now that kind of what I can bring to, um, I guess getting to um, offer songs of worship to the church as myself. I don't know. I've always been myself, but you know what I mean. Um, I um I I kind of there's just a lot of things that. Um, I've I I learned a lot I've made a lot of mistakes hopefully I learned from from those mistakes and um and just and there's just a calm that comes as well because I'm also not trying to build anything like I'm not trying to build Brook Lidgetwood I'm not trying to build like a a a touring thing or anything I just because at this point it's obey it's just obedience it's just like Lord what do you want and if he says ate it then that's fine like whatever I'll go and keep baking or whatever or just keep reading i'll become a full-time reader i'll become a librarian i'll do something else but i've always said like i never i don't mind what i what i do for the lord i'll do whatever he wants i'm not um i read a song about it a few years called a few years ago called new wine like i um i don't want to cling to my idea of how I, i think god will use me um i want i want him to use me um however he wants to and um, and that's the and that's ultimately also the place where I'll find the most fulfillment and satisfaction is when I'm right in the center of His will. So rather than me trying to tell Him what His will for me is, <laughs> like just um, actually it's, being a person of inquiry, um, I love that about like about David in the Bible. Like he he made a ton of stuff ups and um, was not a perfect man, but he had a heart after God, and I think that. Uh, one of the beautiful ways we can see that about throughout his life is that he just kept, he never stopped inquiring of the Lord. And I, I just made that decision a long time ago, and it's um, something that I'm committed to. I just, I just always want to, I never want to assume what the Lord wants. I want to always ask him, what do you think about this, Lord? What do you want? And he's usually pretty good at putting up a giant red flag or a wall or a green light or opening a door or a window. And um, he's just really faithful in the way that he leads us. So, um, yeah. I was Jesus. Crazy fun.
1: That was Brooke Lidgerwood. Make sure to check out her her fifth album, Eight. No, I don't know. I was just kidding. Her album's called Eight. I'm assuming it's her eighth album. Uh, it's out now. It's out today. All right, stay tuned up next. It's your feedback. to Oliver Tree. The song is with you. Today's show is brought to you in part by The Chosen. Season four of The Chosen is coming to theaters nationwide on February 1st, and this season has everything. Clashing kingdoms, rival rulers, and when they're threatened by the reality of Jesus's growing influence, religious leaders do the unthinkable, choose to ally themselves with the Romans. As the seeds of betrayal are planted in opposition to Jesus's message turns violent, He's left with no alternative but to demand his followers rise up. So get ready, relevant podcast listeners. February 1st is the big release day. Go get your tickets now at thechosenriseup.com. A uh, little point of correction, little editor's note. Emily formed us during the break that uh, that was uh, eight is Brooke Ledger Wood's second solo album. So nowhere close to eight.
0: It's so. girl math. I think that's what it
1: is.
2: <laughs> girl man i
1: like it. all right we'll take it. it's t- it's time for your feedback uh last week we got talking about like growing up in the church uh, marty and derek and me and jesse we, and, and emily too you, your church experience was as weird it sounded way more boring than ours but uh you know we grew up you know what i mean we went to pentecostal churches you went you to a baptist don't to church say I mean, it like that <laughs> Ours was more entertaining, if nothing else. How's that?
2: Hey, you uh, our churches was dry. That's what we used to say. That the Baptist churches is dry. We not go dry church. Our church right. ain't no telling what was gonna happen. Wait, <laughs> yeah, that, that's real talk. When you get the
4: the more the more non you get in the non denominational, the, the the
2: more of a wild card
4: every right. every Sunday is. It's the more room
2: you leave for the spirit, opens up doors for the foolish.
0: I, I did think of y'all the other day because I went home to my parents and they still go. I think they to go to a, ba- a Bible church. It's a Baptist church. Same thing. Um, and I was dying because I was watching my phone and it was getting close to noon and the pastor was still going. It was like 1155. And I was like, oh, no way we're getting out at noon. That's fine. I don't care. I go to a church, where we don't do that. At 1158. This pastor goes, well, I have two more points to make, but I have to wrap it up now. And he just cut it short. And, like, prayed right there. And what? I was like, oh. The, like, I just, like, what? it hit me. I was like, oh, I am in a Baptist church. Like, we have to be out by noon. Like, that's when church wow. is over. And we, I think maybe 12.02 we were out. But I was like. Hard stops. It Hard was,
1: outs. I've just yeah. never heard a pastor yeah. out where I'd be like, well, man. didn't get to it. Charismatic Church let the Spirit move, man. Yeah. I got I those like, two more points. And then the Holy Spirit's going to give me six more. Like open and then we're <laughs> yeah. we're going to go when the Holy Spirit's done. You know what I'm saying? We're not getting out of 12. shocking. <laughs> Mm -hmm. (laughs) anyway so we were talking about our experiences growing up church quirks and um we (laughs) she put a note emily put a note in the rundown right here so she (laughs) gave us the feedback document and she said here's what the question of the week was and then she wrote
0: i wanted to give context context in case we
1: forgot for me to remember where we how we got to that question right and here's her note we spent an insanely long amount of time talking about things our churches used to do that we look back on as silly or funny. An insanely long time.
0: I remember it being close to half an hour. We let the Holy
1: Spirit move. We let
2: that Uh conversation go until Uh the Holy Spirit was done. You can
0: take the girl of the Baptist church. You can't take the
1: Baptist church out of the girl. This ain't (laughs) no Baptist
2: podcast. This is a (laughs) non-denominational Pentecostal podcast. (laughs) So you guys hit us up, and here's a few of our favorite replies. First off, these are dark. I'm going to tell you Marcus Looney. So he says, there's nothing like a 90s black church men's day. One Sunday, all seven husbands would march and two-step their way from the entrance of the church to the pulpit, where they would either sing a selection of their choice or it would awkwardly end and everyone would take their seats. Wait, 90s black church had men's day? Yeah, we had the Men's Day for sure. Did you have Women's Day too? Yeah, you had you had Men's Day. You had Women's Day. You would have the uh, the day where the youth would lead service. Yeah. We went through a season of that. Uh, it didn't really yeah. work out for long, but yeah, we would do that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, we had definitely. Men's Was it like day for sure. Father's Day? No, it's like Men's Day. It's where the men <laughs> are in. Like, the men are, like, they're doing everything. Like, you know, the men are, there's a men, the men's choir is singing. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, there's no women in the choir. So it's all the men are singing. And usually the songs are, like, you know, just different. Yeah, Very for sure. baritone. Yeah, yeah very, very baritone Yeah, so that really, for me, was the biggest thing that would distinguish it. It's just the, the choirs would change out. So, mm-hmm. you know, you have the same pastor or whatever, but the youth, the youth, on Youth Day Sunday, you had a youth choir come in. we come sing a couple songs and then, you know, go back and do what we're going to do. I don't know if that was at every black church. Like, I, this thing about the people two-stepping and stuff, I ain't never... We never did that, but... I'd that might have just been Marcus's for church, it, but, you know. what yeah. I'm saying it sounded like it sound <laughs> yeah. like somebody was pledging the black fraternity. Like I yeah, know, <laughs>
1: right? It was um, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like Kappa. You seen those those lines? The Kappa, uh-huh. the, the old the old man
2: just doing the yeah yeah. yeah. yeah I watch those on. Loop. He might he might have got mixed up with like church and then like when he was pledging, but you know we don't know. <laughs> you know.
4: Thing, Anna grew up in a house church. She had a couple quirks, but I like this one. They were accepting of many theologies. so they always had two types of communion. Uh, one with unleavened communion bread, the other with regular homemade white bread. The the benefit of that is they got to eat that after the church was over because homemade white bread uh, is really, really good. <laughs> you know, it's like if someone brings Martin potato rolls in, you know, uh, they, they're getting eaten at some point. <laughs>
0: um, yeah. OK. So Adam Davis said back in the late 90s and early 2000s, it seemed pretty common for a church to bust out. I believe I can fly by R. Kelly. And again, since I was an infant, I need y'all to confirm: is that actually a thing that happened? And also, was that a Christian song? I'm trying to remember it, and I don't.
1: Was no. It was his jam.
4: inspirational was song. For sure. Okay, okay. Yeah. Yeah. It was from yeah, from the. Film. I remember
1: I went. I went to uh, a church in the early 2000s. It was pr- it was predominantly black, and uh, there was one service where they were honoring a couple of the remaining members of the Tuskegee Airmen. Uh, it was, and so they were on the front row, and we went to, you know, honor them, bring them up, and let them share for a minute. And when they were coming up, they played "I Believe I Can Fly." And then when the service ended, that's the song that was playing as you left the sanctuary was <laughs> "I Believe I Can Fly," and I had the same thought that Adam did. This ain't a Christian song, and that man is not a Christian. Like, we knew about R. Kelly. Okay, his, uh, his, that's what I wanted
0: to ask, you, because he goes on to yeah. say, like, you know, I like Space Jam as much as any millennial, but should we really be playing music from a habitual predator in a house of worship? I didn't really know yeah. much about R. Kelly until the last couple of years when this trial happened. Was it, like, yeah. a known no, thing? Knew. No, yeah, yeah, there was okay. tapes
4: yeah. leaking. There, his, there was, uh, like, we knew. a Chappelle sketch
0: you know, dating back
4: a decade and a half, probably. It was like an open sequel. No, Chappelle
2: was like, go oh, 304. Not yeah. not during I Believe I Could Fly, though. That wasn't out with... No, that yeah, was yeah, okay. the that, 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 late that, 90s. this was a
0: couple the, years after that.
2: Yeah, ever- so okay. during Space Jam, like, honestly, Space we Jam, know Dark Knight, yeah. R. Kelly, you didn't start getting that until you got 2002. Like, right. internet okay. started... Yeah. Started, you know, exposing people. Together. Yeah. So, uh-huh. I mean, you're yeah. talking oh three, oh two, oh four, or like you know, two thousand three, two thousand four. That's when all the stuff about R. Kelly started coming out and you started hearing less Space jam in the church. And so, like the
1: tape, the the tapes started leaking, the videos and yeah. stuff. And so it's I, like, oh, I this think this dude. guy's
2: looking in retro, in retrospect, but he's not in context in the sense okay. that That's what during I was that like, time he was just R. Kelly, you know, but he still yeah. was but even, sexually explicit in his lyrics, you right, know? Right, right. But it wasn't like, let me put your key, let me put my key in your ignition yeah. explicit. Like, it wasn't <laughs> like crazy. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah. Uh wait, Yes, it was. was I it? mean,
2: this song, dude. Yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah, it was. Anyhow, here's a. This is another thing too. Uh, just letting y'all know. I don't know about what it is how everywhere else, but y'all know this as far as church is concerned, if a person does something positive and it reaches a high level, everybody's adopting it. Christian or non-Christian, it'll be celebrated. They're yeah, gonna celebrate right. But I know in a black church we just be happy that somebody ain't out doing nothing wrong you know what i'm saying so it's like oh he did something positive let's let's celebrate that you know it's it's almost like r kelly for me growing up was like our ghetto little cousin that came to church on sunday we gonna give him a chance to you know tell his little tell his little truth you know what i mean but after a while with r kelly it was like all right bro we we got to i don't know what we can't do nothing with this man you you tripping bro
1: I remember I saw a video. I saw a video last week going around of uh, early days of D'Angelo performing in church, playing uh-huh. the piano, and and they prayed over him. They're like. Uh, Michael, I guess his name is Michael. Michael just got a record deal, and he's going to be out there singing R and B music. And we just want to pray God's anointing mm-hmm. on him. And, wow. and he was in his suit, and he was singing worship at the piano and gospel
2: stuff. And I was like, yeah. well, his Dangelo's music wasn't church friendly. Man, but, look, you, know. you can't I, you can't name many R and B artists in the early nineties and two thousands that didn't start in church. Yeah, yeah. like you just you're just not you on to name. I mean, and, I want to say that, that. I mean, all the, music, all the way back to yeah. Motown. Like those guys yeah. were starting in church, the, uh, you know what I'm saying? Aretha, yeah, Aretha, um, everybody—they yeah. started in church, so it's—it's it's unique. You, you, you know, you're like, man, I wish they were still using their gift, but that's still our little nephews and nieces. We just happy that they, we happy that they doing good, baby. We wish they changed them lyrics, but baby, we just, we just so happy that you doing good. Come on, back home to church every now and again when you get a chance. Right, and that's how it is. It's like that. You know what I'm saying?
1: All right, well, there's more where that came from. Go check it out. You guys had a lot of church works growing up, too. Good to know we're not alone. All right, it's time for this week's... Editorial Question of the Week. All right, well, normally we like to connect the Question of the Week to something that happened on the show, but not this week because it's the month of Nate Bargatze, otherwise known as Halloween Spooky Season. Um, so we got Halloween coming up, and uh, every year we do, like an article, listicle on the website of kind of like cheap, funny, timely, pop culture-y costume ideas or funny ideas of costumes. Uh, This show coming out. If you listen to it when we released it, it's coming out on October 20th, which means we will be reading these replies on October 27th. So what we want from you is your funny, creative, topical, timely, DIY, whatever it is, Halloween costume ideas whether it's couples, mm. individual, hit us up and we're going to read our the most creative replies on next week.
2: These show. Christians ain't finna turn out no, uh, no costumes and they too Christian for that. They go, gonna- "No, that's not true.
1: I remember man, one year never underestimate the creativity of broke college kids, man. Cuz like <laughs> there was one year one guy was like, there, I went to I went to Dollar Tree and got a big bag of purple balloons. Blew them up taped them all over my body, and went as a bunch of grapes. Yeah. And I was like, that's brilliant. He did that's, this whole costume for a dollar. One year I, I had to there have two
0: Halloween costumes for college because it was like, I think we had a college party and there was also like the fall fest and I wanted them to be different. And uh-huh. I used the same shirt for both of them and just took different ways because I was like, I cannot, I can barely afford one costume. I got to be able to use this for two.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, there you go. College nice. students
1: figure it out. That's what I'm saying. So mm-hmm. that's what we want. We want your funny, innovative DIY costume it's gotta ideas. it's got to be more so than just can...
4: Barbenheimer stuff, okay? Like, we want some yeah. deep pop culture cuts.
1: I'm
0: expecting year. a lot of Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey this year.
1: Well, that How about, do we put the kibosh? No no Barbie, no Taylor Swift. And le-
0: it's, but there has to be a twist on it.
4: Yeah. If you're doing it, you know, right. next level. Right. It.
1: Yeah. Yeah, next level. It. Cool. All right, hit us up on Twitter slash X at Relevant Podcast or at Relevant everywhere else and we'll read our favorites on next week's show. Well, before we wrap things up, we want to thank Brooke Lidgett-Wood for joining us today. Make sure to grab her brand new second solo album, Eight, out today. Look at that timing. Uh, And there's a lot more of that conversation to come, dear listener. Don't fret. We'll bring it to you in some very interesting ways. But yeah, there's more to come with Brooke. Um, Also, make sure to check out relevantmagazine.com every weekday. where We're covering the intersection of faith, culture, and everything in between. Make sure to follow us on all the socials to get the latest. And if you just want the best of the best content, head over to the website and sign up for our daily newsletter. We send you our top five trending stories right to your inbox every weekday morning. Oh, also uh, make sure to check out Relevant Plus. It's the best way to experience our content. You get this podcast ad-free as well as ad-free unlimited reading at the website, Enhanced Digital Magazine, uh, exclusive podcasts, and more. Plans start as low as two fifty dollars a month and uh, we'd love the support. I think you'll like it. Okay, on that note, we'll wrap things up. I'm Cameron Strang. I'm Jesse
2: Carey. I'm Derek Miner. I'm Emily Brown. We'll
1: see you guys on Tuesday. Have a great weekend. Thanks for listening.
4: Can you say one nice thing about me?
0: Relevant Podcast Network.
4: What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread
1: serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight
4: management, and helps maintain blood sugar.